Welcome everybody back to another episode of Frank's Unsolicited Advice. Wow, it's been a minute. It has been a minute since I have got on here and gave you my unsolicited advice. Um, been consumed with a lot of different things, to be honest. Uh, the create creative content is 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 being very difficult at times. Wanting to get on here and discuss things that matter. You know, when I recorded the abusive relationship episode, I was in a headspace where it just made sense. It was very relatable to everything that I had going on. Um, you see the beard? I, I just had surgery a week ago. Um, I'm okay. It was minor. I'm on, on leave right now, recovering from that. So I, I got this nice beard going. It's not that I have a no-shave shit in the Navy, but it's just I'm, I'm on leave. So I'm going to hate shaving it off when I have to go back to work because I kind of like having my beard. I got these glasses on. They're not prescription. It's more for the glare. I have a slight headache. So I wanted to get on here and record today, take advantage of the house being quiet, you know, and having the space to get on here and record. And what I wanted to talk about was something that I guess is near and dear to to a lot of us out here. Uh, uh, a lot of us that finally have that light bulb that goes off in our head and realize that in order for us to be better off in the future, we have to make changes in the present. Um, we can't do anything about the past. We we learn from that. We we look back and say, well, if mom and dad did this, or if mom did this, or dad did this, or if I did this, then I need to do this now so that later I could be good. So in 2020, I became a licensed agent with uh, my own company of business under Well Financial Group, uh, dealing with educational services for finances and helping people understand how compounding interest works, how certain things in life work, right? Things that I wasn't privy to, I wasn't told about, uh, things that I, I didn't know about, even being in the military for so long is still not taught. And this is some of the stuff that you have to kind of self-educate yourself on, right? You have to go out and say, let me let me read this book. Let me read that. And, and when you finally do, you start opening your eyes to what you didn't know, that if you would have known this sooner or the education would have been provided sooner in the past, then your present and future would be much more better. Anyways, in the process of growing this business, I was able to, to talk with different people. I've, I've had different appointments. And I was able to see the mindset of, of certain people or, or of people in general in society, right? Uh, the value that we give to certain things and how we justify the spending, and I'm I'm guilty of this as well, doesn't make sense to me when you propose a, way, a person a way to save money or and, and create a nest egg for the future. Um, a lot of us, we get wrapped up on the now, right? The now, what I mean the now is, iPhone 13s and iPhone 14 Pro Max that's coming out. Again, I'm guilty. I, that's my thing is electronics. So every time Apple throws something out, guess what? I, I want to buy it just because it's a new thing. Uh, cars, people like cars. People pay three, four hundred, five hundred $500 for a pair of Jordans uh, or a pair of Yeezys or, you know, the, the LeBrons or the KDs or whatever comes out, people pay it. Uh, designer clothes, uh, designer handbags, designer shoes, uh, uh, you name it, you know, it's out there. Some things you buy, they're, they're not a bad thing because they create, you know, they appreciate in value. Jewelry, gold, silver, uh, you invest into your home, you're, you're putting back into the house, uh, you you know, you, you 
buy certain things that are going to grow in value, then that's dope. But when we buy stuff that depreciates in value, we're wasting money. And I'm and I again I'm guilty of this. So this is not me throwing stones, right? This is me saying, hey, I'm I'm part of that problem as well. So what I've noticed is that you sit down and you tell people, hey, I tell you what, I can offer you a way, or I can show you a way to make your money grow, but it would cost for you to save some money, right? For you to put some money away in order for you to be okay. And you'd be surprised how many people would say, well, I can't afford to do that. I can't do $200 a month. I can't do $300 a month. I can't even do $150 a month. And you sit back and you say, well, why not? Oh, I just can't afford it. And not that you should count anybody's pockets, right? You, you shouldn't count anybody's pockets at all. That That's not what you should do, right? But you should, you, you watch what people are doing. And then you say, wow, you can't put away X amount of dollars a month, but you can go spend X amount of dollars a month, right? So well, when we sit down and we start talking about finances or we start talking to people and they're like, oh, well, you know, I can't do it. So I watch, I watch at work what people spend money on. And again, I'm I'm guilty of of certain spendings. So we have uh um we have a Starbucks little cafe cafe on the ship and we sell Starbucks drinks to you know raise money for the ship and and stuff like that. It, it's just this I'm using what relates to me in the Navy. I, I'm pretty sure if you drove by any Starbucks, there's a line wrapped around Chick-fil-A, all that good stuff of people spending money daily on products that are not bringing no revenue back to them, but yet they can't save the money. So if you took a person that spent $5 a day, right, uh, times seven, it's 35, right? If my math is right, I don't want to look stupid. Now you take that 35 and you multiply it by four, what would that give you? Give me a second. My math is working in my head. So it's going to be $140 a day, a month. So you take that 35, you multiply it by four, and a person has $140 a month, right? And you take that 140, you multiply it by 12, now they have 1600 1680 a year, 140 Times 12 equals 1680 yearly. Now you multiply that by five and you get 8,400. And I just use that number, right? And, and I'm throwing that out there to put things in perspective. For a person that says they cannot do better in savings to get out of debt or whatever it is, I, I just don't have the extra money. Then how are you going to have the extra money if you're not doing what you have to do to, to get better? So... You're spending $5 a day, and, and I'm being five, I'm rounding off. I'm pretty sure the people that are out here buying Starbucks is more than $5 a day. However, you know, and that's just a coffee. That's not including a, a, a pastry, a bagel, or something. You're, you're, it's probably more. However, that's what. So I said $8,400 in five years. So just imagine if somebody took that money and they put it in an account where the money was going to grow how much more money they can have in five years. But you'd be surprised how many people, when you talk to them and you give them this perspective, they look at you like you're crazy and they'll say, oh, no, that can't do it. Five, no, $5 a day, that's too much. 
and 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 it just makes you wonder where is the mindset of the people which leads me to this episode so i took you around the world to get to this now and why is it that we ask for more when we can't manage what we have so this came from i'm i'm watching church on sunday and uh, the the church that I, I virtually watch, they've been doing a whole stud seminar. Well, I guess sermon the whole month was basically getting out of debt. It's my first time seeing a, a preacher use the word to promote financial stability, but it made sense when he wrapped it up this this last week. And you know, it got me thinking. My wife and I spoke one time, and I said, "Man, we you know people want a bigger house." But they can't manage the house they have now. You know, you ever see that? Oh, I, I, I got four bedrooms. I got about 2,000 square feet, but it's not enough space. But then you go look and it's because you got too much stuff. And, and I'm we're guilty of that as well, you know. And then you want more space. But really, if you just condensed what you had and managed what you have, you would have the space. And not only that, maybe you'd be blessed with more stuff, right? Why should we be rewarded for with more, with getting more, with making more money if we can't even manage the money we have? We can't even manage what we do have in our hands, what, what's tangible to us. We can't manage it. But in our minds, the only way to do more is to get more. Right. To do better, do more. So to get more. So it's times in a day. Right. We have 24 hours in a day and people say, man, I just wish I had 26 hours in a day. I wish I had 30 hours in a day. I wish I had X amount of hours in a day, not realizing that if you manage your time right and you did with what you had, that 24 hours would be enough for you to be where you need to be and do what you need to do. But the problem is that we don't we, we, we really don't know how to manage stuff like that. We, we, some of us do, some of us manage money better than time. Some of us manage time better than money. You know, it just depends on your situation. But, but the fact is that we want more, but we don't have, we don't do good with what we have. We don't, we don't, we don't take advantage of what we have. And, and I, I see this with my, my, I saw this with my wife and I's relationship as far as finances goes. It, 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 it was something at one point we wanted more money and, and we wasn't making more money. We were forced to manage and do with what we had, which led us to having more money and being blessed to do more. So when I said, so I, I started the whole episode with the fact of people saying, I can't put away $150 away. Well, if you put $5 away a day, actually you have more money than that. You would, you would, you would, you would, you, you could have, because if you have 30 days, you know, you, you can pull it off. The point is, people, we make excuses for what we don't want to do. We find everything under the sun to not do what we have to do. But then we go to the end of the world to do what we have to do. I'll give you another example. You know you have to, let's say you want to put X amount of dollars by a certain time. You want to take a trip with your girls, your guys, couples trip, whatever, vacation. It doesn't matter. The trip has to happen. And you know you need X amount of dollars for that trip. 
So you go out and you work, you probably stop eating lunch out, you bring lunch, for, you, you know, you bring your food to work, you come home, you cook every night, you probably meal prep, you do all that to raise that set number and you do it. But you only did that and you only put the emphasis in it and you only put the effort into it to make that happen because in your mind, you had a goal in place and that was the goal of attaining to go to the trip. Now take that trip away and let's say, you, man, I get some people do this. They go buy something, oh, credit's good, so I get 0% financing for the next 12 months. Let's say 24 months, whatever. And instead of you paying that off in 12 to 24 months, you don't pay the you don't pay more than what you have to. You pay the minimum. Maybe you slack on a few payments. You don't pay as much. The point is you don't pay it off in time. Now you're getting charged interest in that. And, you know, now you're paying more a month and you never get out of it until you decide to pay it off. But what was the difference? The difference in that is the sense of urgency on what you wanted, vice, what you needed to do. When we want to go on trips, when we want to do stuff like that, or, you know, people want to buy a car, people want to buy whatever, they you put the effort, you make time for what you want to make time for, and you also put the effort into what you want to put the effort into. So that's the difference. But then we'll sit there and complain that, guess what? I, I, I need more. I don't have enough. Well, you don't have enough is because you're not putting priorities. You're not prioritizing what you need to do. Which is what a lot of us talk about at work. You know, you have the, the, the people that say, oh, I want to build generational wealth. Okay, so what are you doing to build generational wealth? Again, again, speaking from my own experience, my guilt, my own guilt in this, okay? For years, I lived my life like I saw my parents live their life. They work, they put money away in a 401k, they try to save, they pay their bills, you don't make time for anything, Accept the things that you want to make time for. And then next thing you know, life has passed you by and you're doing your first cruise on a, well, civilian cruise on a cruise liner when you're in your 60s and 70s. Because you did everything that you thought you needed to do to be where you needed to be, not realizing that all you did was left, let, let life pass you by. So again, guilt. I'm playing in this, in this world. <laughs> Excuse me. So my wife, uh, more adventurous than I am, chooses to always send me videos, do things. And this is before I started this business. This is before I got into the business. Her trying to put me on. And again, me not seeing it, right? Thinking, hey, I don't have time. I don't have money to waste on that. We we have got to do this. We have to do that. Not realizing that I could have did both. I just had to open my eyes to it, right? I want more, but I'm not seeing the gifts that are in front of me to create more. So go back to people, generational wealth. I want to do it. I want to leave money. I want, I want, and I'm just going to say it because, you know, a lot of people, a lot of us think it, we want what the rich white people have, the wealthy people have. Well, let's look at it. Pastor said the other day he was, he met a billionaire. Billionaire gets into your Toyota and he gets into a F550 Mercedes Benz. Look at the difference. So let's look at it. Let's, let's analyze what we put in perspective, what matters to us, right? People that don't have anything. Some of us, instead of us buying a house, will rent but buy a $70,000, $80,000 car. My father-in-law, Chris, always said that. People drive navigators and, and escalades but pull up to the projects. He said that, and not, you know, it made sense now. 
if you look at what Bill Gates drives, Warren Buffett, they don't drive expensive cars. They did not. If you look at what they wear, I mean, hey, Jay-Z had more jewelry on and everything on when he was a millionaire. Now that he's a billionaire, he barely wears jewelry. I mean, his watch collection is sick, but look at where the, it's going. So people, what, we, what, what are we spending our money on? You want to build generation wealth, but you won't buy a house because, oh, that's not the house I want. Um, I, I don't want to buy a house because I don't want to have to maintain it. So if I pay rent, it's done for me. Yeah, but you're paying somebody else's pockets, not yours. Uh, people, I've, I've seen this. Oh, I want to buy a house, but I can't afford the house I want. So why not get the house you can afford? If understanding the goal, right, the assignment, like we like to say, she understood the assignment. So understanding the assignment, if the assignment is to build a generational wealth for your family, to leave something behind, a legacy for your kids, your grandkids, and so forth, to do better than what your parents did and your grandparents did for you, then what are you going to do? Why not take the little house? I, I remember people that I've put in the Navy come in, they buy their first home, not even 2,000 square feet, but they buy it. They rent it. Now they're selling that house or house is paid off. And next thing you know is, oh, well, I'm going to take the equity and I'm going to buy another house and I'm going to buy another house and I'm going to flip this house. Or I'm going to buy. And, and we, the mindset is what's there is you take what you can. So you can't afford a 2,000 square feet, but you can't afford a 1,500 square feet in a nice location and properties going up. Now in four or five years, you have something. This is yours that you can probably take equity out of and buy something else to get more. Let's talk about uh, uh, investing, you know. Oh, I can't invest. I, I can't put money away because I'm just, I got to pay these bills. But like I said, people go to Starbucks and spend $5 a day, seven days a week. We do Chick-fil-A sales on the ship every week. And we sell out cases of Chick-fil-A sandwiches. Kids buy it. Instead of eating the free food, and listen, keep buying because it helps the cheese mess. However, I'm just going to be honest. Instead of eating what we have to eat there or bring your own food from home if you have your capabilities, they'd rather spend $6 for a sandwich. That don't cut, doesn't come with a drink and chips no, or fries. It's just $6 for a sandwich. And people are buying five or six of them. That's clip. So now, that's every week you're buying. So now let's say you're, that's every week, $6 a week. Let's say you just buy two, that's $12 a week. $24.48, that's $48 a month. How much is that? Look how much money you could have, $48 times 12. It's $576 that you could be putting towards an account. So pastor was preaching this weekend and he goes that he put his money into a deferred account, deferred income account. So he was working extra jobs before he became the head bishop of the church. And he would put his checks that he didn't need into the deferred account to create income for him later on. That's smart. He put it somewhere else. 
let it grow. But he did that understanding. So it, it goes back to what you do, what you have creates more for you later on. It's putting the importance of what really matters in front of other things that don't matter. Again, I am guilty of this. I am, I'm telling you, I'm not throwing stones. I live in a glass house. I am guilty of the same thing. I will go buy a 60, 70, 80 odd bottle of liquor that I'm going to drink and it's not going to produce anything for me. And guess what? At the end of the time that that bottle was done, I just spent $60, $70 on a bottle and, and, and it didn't do anything for me. But maybe, maybe, maybe give me some creative content because my mind was somewhere else. It's not. It's not. What I have in my mind, it's there already. I don't need to be under the influence of alcohol or, or you know, whatever to, to create it. It's there. But I'm guilty of it. I am. I am. I, I don't. I don't buy Jordans like that. I don't spend money. My my weak my my weaknesses firearms and electronics. So yes, when I spend, I spend. When I don't, then I don't. However, I know that I can do better at managing and budgeting and doing certain things. It's putting in perspective what matters most. Putting in priority what matters. A lot of us, like I said, want we we scream this generational wealth, but we don't do what we have to to get there. For example, oh, I don't want to go work at that job because that job is not what I went to school for or that job is not what I want to do. I can't see myself doing that. But then you can't see yourself where you need to be at that. Because sometimes you have to do what you don't want to do to get where you need to be, where you want to be. And sometimes we're being tested, whether you believe in God, the universe, however you live in your world, the spirituality, that's your business, not mine. However, I believe in a, in a higher power. I believe in God. So for me, I feel like, man, maybe he's throwing me signs. He's giving me opportunities. I am not taking those opportunities, but then I expect to be where I need to be. And then when I don't get to those opportunities, when I don't get there and I don't, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not, I don't attain my goals. I, I question, well, why not? Oh, Frank, you missed plenty of opportunities to get there. And you didn't take advantage of them. So. And, and that's what I wanted to talk about today. That's my unsolicited advice. If you want to get to where you say you want to be. I.E. Generational wealth. Legacy for your children. Buying the house you want. Saving X amount of dollars. Then you have to put in priority. A, a sense of urgency and prioritize what you want in life. And make it happen. Don't go asking for more. If you can't even manage what you make now. Somebody was like, oh, I need to get a second job. Why? Oh, because I don't make no money. Okay. Well, what you spending your money? How much you spend on getting your hair done? Your nails. Do you have to get your nails done every single other week? The people that I've met that, that have attained a certain level of, of, of savings or, or paid off their debt or whatever they did. What they did was simple. They cut back on the things they didn't need to get where they needed to be. So if a person saying, ah, I want, I'm going to use um, nails getting done, for example. My wife says she went the other day, was $100 just for her, my daughter, not even her and my daughter. So let's say if the person was getting the nails done, I don't know, an average of every two weeks, let's say, that's $200 a month, right? 
2400 in a year. That means you're spending $2,400 in one year on something that's not a necessity. That you could be taking that $200 a month and putting into either an account that's going to grow you money, an index universal life insurance, or paying your debt off. Paying more than the minimum to get your debt down. But we don't. Because guess what? You got to have your nails looking good. You know, you got to have your hair right. Fellas, you got to get that haircut every every two to three weeks. Not even. I know people that get it weekly. They're spending 30, 40, 50, 60, $100 on haircuts. So just think of a person gets a haircut three times a month at, let's say, 75 a clip. What's that? 225? And 75 times three. Yeah, 225 a month in haircuts. 220, and that's not including a tip that they give the barber, right? So let's say, yeah, the 225 a month times 12, that's $2,700 that they spend a year on haircuts. But you want to pay off debt. You want to build wealth. You want to do this. You want to do that. Again, we need to stop putting value on things that don't make us better and put value on the things that make us better. We need to understand that in life, sometimes you're not always going to get to do the job you want to do. But there's a job that's going to pay you what you need to get where you want to be. Sometimes in life, you have to sacrifice a little and make do with what you have to get what you want later on and get more. Why should we get blessed when we can't manage the money we have? So you think that if you have these problems when you're making X amount of dollars, you're not going to have the same problems when you're making X, X, X amount of dollars. No, you're still going to have it because I, there's a problem that you haven't learned from. Maybe it's management of the money. Maybe is how you pay your bills, which is management of money anyways. Oh, I need a bigger house. I need more space, but you don't ever get rid of the stuff you want to, you need to get rid of to make do with the space that you have. Oh, I, 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 you know, I want, I want to put away money, but you don't stop spending money on things that you don't need to. And I'm not saying to wipe out Starbucks completely out of your regimen. I'm not saying to, to not get your nails done or get haircuts. What I'm saying is maybe cut back, put more somewhere else and less into pockets of other people. You're essentially paying somebody's bills. When you give so much for something that's not a necessity, that's not, that's not. So in order for us to get where we need to be, we need to make them sacrifices. We need to figure out, Hey, you know what? Let me sit back. Let me be disciplined in my spending. Let me be disciplined in what I spend my money on. Let me, let me prioritize that. Let me, let me get this house. That's $200,000 and I'm going to pay less a month in, in, in mortgage that I'm paying right now for rent. And in five years, I can take this house, sell it, or rent it, take the equity out, and buy me another house. The house that I do want. You know? Let me, let me not get this fancy car. Let me get this used car I can pay off right now and take that money and build it. You know, somebody was like, oh, it takes Tesla a year to deliver a car now. No, but they're expensive. Well, if you pay the deposit that you need to pay to get yourself a Tesla, 
And then for that year, what you do is you put down in a savings account what your actual monthly payment probably would be as if you still had the car and you don't. When you get the vehicle, the amount of money you could put towards the principal is going to reduce your payments drastically, making the car affordable. But people don't want to hear that. You know, it, it's it's the, I need a second job. I got to pay these bills off, but hey, I'm planning a trip to go here. Maybe you don't need to go on that trip. Maybe you just need to cut back on the spending. Maybe you need to analyze, people, I want to lose weight. But it's 10 o'clock at night and you're snacking. You don't, you, you go into the gym, yeah, you're working out, but then you're putting in more than what you're taking out. You, so you're, you're putting more calories in and you're burning. You're not going to get nowhere that way. Again, I'm guilty of that, you know? So in closing, how can we ask for more when we don't make do with what we have now? How can we expect to get to the end goal of what we want if we're not willing to make the sacrifices now to get there later. Subscribe, like, share with your friends. This is Frank's Unsolicited Advice.